Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Welcome to First Class Focus, Houston's business podcast where we keep Houston's business owners in the know about what impacts them the most. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt as we prepare for takeoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to First Class Focus. I'm Andrew Buchan with Action Coach of Houston Inner Loop. And I'm Greg Mellon with Covert Marketing. Together, we host Houston's Business Podcast, where we give real answers to real questions from real business owners. No fluff, no filler, just quick hints on how to improve and grow your business. So each week, we shift through dozens of questions that we get into uh, our podcast show here. So go through all the voicemails and pick the most relevant and interesting ones, and then invite local experts to explain to us the best way to uh, break through and get all this understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this week we are extremely excited to have Heather with the Carson Law Firm. So thanks for coming on today, Heather. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself so they can know who they're who they're listening to today. Um, good afternoon. Good morning, uh, Greg and Andrew. Uh, my name is Heather Carson. I'm the owner of Carson Law Firm. Uh, we serve business owners in mainly in Houston, but uh, also nationwide with our trademark practice. Uh, I'm licensed in Texas and Arizona. I've been licensed since 2013. I had my private practice since uh, 2014. And you know, my goal is to provide small business owners with a strong legal foundation to build and grow their practices on. That's you know what I'm here for. It's what I'm excited about and what I really love about what I do. Well, it sounds like you're the perfect person to be answering today's question because I thought it was super interesting. But before we go into that, Andrew, why don't you tell people if they have questions, what they should do. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. So yeah, if you have a question out there that you'd love answered, we can go find the right expert for you uh, to get that question answered. But if you can call uh, our question line on 832-377-7998, and it goes straight to voicemail, so don't worry about calling us at any time of the day or night. Uh, you just leave that voicemail with your question. Doesn't matter how maybe obvious or even maybe how silly you think it is. Put the question in. Just make sure you tell us your name and your company so that we can give you a shout out uh, if we select your question. Yeah, and if it makes anyone feel any better, you know, no such thing as stupid questions. That's what I'm here for is to ask all the stupid questions. So I feel like I can trump anyone who feels like they've got something that seems obvious. I promise I've asked something 10 times as ridiculous before. (laughs) So today's question comes from Liz here in Houston. Let's hear what she had to say. I recently launched my wellness coaching business and I've been having a hard time getting clients to pay their invoices on time. I feel like I'm working for free half of the time and it's absolutely killing me. How do I get this to stop? All right, so Heather, you tell me if you interpreted this differently, at least when Andrew and I heard this one for the first time, I basically took the main gist of her question as I'm having a hard time getting clients to pony up and pay their actual invoices. Am I just screwed or is there something I can actually do about it? Or did you interpret it differently? Am I way off? No, that's actually really, that's a very common question with business owners, particularly new business owners. Mm -hmm. They're, they're really excited. They're sending invoices and they're wanting to work with their clients. But when you send an invoice, that's, well, it used to be a piece of paper. Now it's an email and that can be ignored so easily. Yeah. And what it comes down to is what do you have backing up that invoice? We want to trust our clients. We do. But without something behind that, without having a recourse, if somebody's not paying you, you're kind of stuck between the rock and the hard place there. It's, it's yeah. challenging. Uh, and this is where 
a solid contract comes in really handy because this lays out your payment terms. It lays out your expectations on your rules of engagement, how you're going to work with your client. It's a, you know, what are, what am I doing? What do I expect you to do? You know, when are we doing this? Are we meeting weekly? Are we meeting daily? Please don't make me do it daily. <laughs> you know, this is, this way everybody's on board. Uh, sometimes people tell me, it's what? My clients don't want contracts because, you know, it makes them feel like I don't trust them. No, this is about providing transparency. This is about making sure that you and your client are on the same page. Yeah, and that's something I think is totally undervalued too. We were talking about it really briefly before we just started recording about how, and again, you can probably explain this 10 times better than I can. So please just correct me if I'm wrong, because I assume that I am. <laughs> but You're not always I, wrong. No, okay, I'll take that. I've got it on record now. Good, 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 good. Um, but no, I think you made a perfect point earlier about how so many business owners look at their contracts as a way to essentially solely serve their, their interests mm-hmm. and to only protect their business, and that's it. There's no reciprocity. There's no interest in transparency mm-hmm. to make sure the client actually understands yeah. the contract. Yeah. So what you're essentially saying is that by shifting that perspective from this is something yep. to protect me to instead being this is something to make sure yep. my client understands the yep. rules of engagement. Is a, that- a, con- a contract is a tool. Yeah. It's this, and it's really like this great gift you can give your clients to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Um, I One of the things I love doing is writing contracts that don't look like a lawyer wrote them <laughs> because I hate reading contracts that are full of fluffy language and therefore and whereas, and I'll put those in some contracts that are, you know, (laughs) when it's necessary, but at the end of the day, what the, what the contract does is it says, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm not doing because nine out of 10 contract problems that I run into, it's because somebody didn't say what they weren't doing Hmm. and there was an assumption. Uh, okay, so it's basically equally important to, to mention in no uncertain terms what's included as well as specifically what's not. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have a client that is a dear friend. They do dog training. Mm-hmm. And when I, we first started working together, she did not put in her contract that she's not a veterinarian. And she does Ooh. not work with a veterinarian. Ooh. because And that's, for most people, that would seem kind of obvious. Yeah. But if a dog were to be injured and... You know, obviously she knows she knows basic first aid on dogs. Mm-hmm. You know what to do if you know a dog trips on something or gets bit. Yeah. But you know, setting out the I'm not a veterinarian. I'm not a veterinarian. I don't have you know mm-hmm. a PhD in dog psychology. You know, <laughs> and setting those expectations so that if your client comes back and says, "Hey, well, you were supposed to do X, Y, and Z," like, no, this is what I was working on. If you're because where we had started working together was a, a dog whose aggression was tied to a lack of membrane. Um, and okay. she couldn't fix the aggression because it was a hormonal problem. Yeah. And the client was very upset with her, wanted a refund. It's like, well, you can explain it, but I would more put in there that certain things can't be fixed with training and mm-hmm. clarify your contract. Having a crystal clear contract is the best thing you can do for your business and for your clients. Because where you're, you know, look at your, when you're looking at your contract, look at it and go, where, if I was outside of this, where would I be confused? I actually run all of my engagement letters past my husband, who's a brilliant man, (laughs) but he's not a lawyer. And it's great Uh, to have that outside view on the, 
because sometimes something will make perfect sense to me because yeah. one, I wrote it, and two, <laughs> I obviously understand what I'm doing. But having that outside viewpoint works really well. It's why I like doing contracts for like a wide variety of people because if I don't understand your industry, I'm probably going to give you a clear contract yeah. because I'm going to really like drill down on it. This is exactly what's done. This is what's not done. That way, one, I learn more about your industry, but also that it makes it clear to your clients what you're doing. Like, how many of your clients are marketing experts? Uh, yeah, approximately zero of them. Otherwise, I'd be out of a job. So that's, <laughs> that's actually to my benefit. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I don't want them to understand how this, what the structure of our service is. Yeah. I don't want them to be marketers. I just want them to understand the rules of engagement when they work with yes. us. That's a perfect. All I know is you're making me second guess my entire career path as soon as I hear that a PhD in dog psychology. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know the PhD in dog psychology. I know that you can get a PhD in veterinary science, some veterinary sciences. But I would love to be able to like really like drill down into like what is my dog. Uh. <laughs> well, before before I distract too much, huh? then so if the big issue is, it sounds like the first per, yeah. the first step is simply changing the way yeah. that we view contracts. Mm -hmm. Now that we have that down, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see as you're doing these contract audits for each one of your clients? Yeah. What are some of the most frequent ones that you see, regardless of industry? Just the most frequent mistake I see. It's actually not having a contract at all. <laughs> it's it's just yeah. sending out invoices. It's like, well, I sent them an invoice, and I'm just like, that's great. I'm glad that you're actually using invoices. A yeah. lot of people will actually just send it them bill crest and wow. yeah. <laughs> to leave it at that. So we're just Which, crossing our fingers that they're going to actually pay our invoice at that yeah. point. Yeah, and that's just a and you've got some legal recourse on that, but it's not great. Mm -hmm. you know, you've got to show through emails and that there was an implied contract and. Uh, I don't ever want to get involved in it. It's like, we'll get involved in it, but I don't want to. That's an uphill battle. Yes. You could have just avoided by having a contract in exactly. place in the first place that eliminates all that confusion. Yeah. The second problem that I see is people downloading non-specific, like just like service provider contracts that they're finding uh, on Google. Too generic. Uh, like super generic because uh, the like what you do as a business coach is very mm -hmm. different than what Greg does as a marketer. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's a service provider contract. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> That's, and a lot of attorneys now to address this access to services problem, they do have specific templates that you can buy from them. Mm -hmm. And that is a great alternative if you truly feel that you can't afford a, a contract customized to your services. Mm -hmm. Because at least then you're getting a photographer's contract. Yeah. That, okay. And at that point, that's going to protect your licensing to your photos. It should include mm -hmm. you know something that you can continue to language you continue to use them for promotional mm -hmm. um, items and exactly you know how you're breaking down your packages you should be able to edit that in the template and that's something that i see a lot when you're just doing a standard services agreement mm -hmm. that's not in there mm -hmm. and then there's going to be conflicts i've had you know photography clients that you know, shooting a lot of weddings and say like, oh well you know i want and then people assume that you shot the wedding, okay, give them all their digital proofs, they're not retouched because that's a huge time sink. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, it's like, a lot, that's way more time than people imagine. Yeah, and if you're getting a $2,500 wedding package, your photos aren't going to get retouched, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're like, oh, where's my album, where's this, where's this? You know, these, are, these are things that you can add on, and if that's not in your contract, mm -hmm. that's, where you're, that's where you're getting a lot of dissatisfaction, and it's not necessarily about avoiding litigation. 
it's about avoiding bad Google reviews yeah. and just yeah. bad relationships with your, your clients. Like, yeah. I My wedding photographer is amazing. I've used her for um, things for my business. I've referred her half my friends and family mm-hmm. just wow. to go, hey, you know, she's wonderful mm-hmm. because we had that good experience yep. with one of the most expensive events that we're ever going to throw, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's, and that comes <laughs> yeah. from because you knew what to expect from her, too. Yes, yeah. and it's... So is it that it's essentially these template contracts yeah. that we can that we can download from anywhere on the internet? Yeah. It's correct me if I'm wrong again. If is it essentially these are better than not having a contract at all, but they're far from what you actually need to thoroughly and effectively protect your business. Yes, okay. I mean it's better than not having a contract, um, assuming that you're not doing something completely off the walls. <laughs> um, yep. Don't put if you're in one of the things that I see a lot. If you're a Texas company and you're incorporated in Texas. Mm-hmm. Don't put Delaware law on that. <laughs> Just don't. Just sweats nervously <laughs> over here. <laughs> and, so that's, um, and another thing that I see often is clients that Google particular phrases or uh, contract clauses that they think are important and then just drop them all into a Word document so and call Frank that a contract. Frankenstein contract. Yes, uh, a Franken contract, which is, for me, like they're, they're an interesting read, but they're not always doing what you want it to do because... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times that's not going to have the, it's not going to have termination language, which is one of my my most important sections of a contract. How do you get rid of somebody you're not working well with? Um, because yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and there. it's not necessarily on payments. It's just a, we don't drive, we're not meeting our goals well, like we're just not working well together. Mm-hmm. Having a good solid termination section mm-hmm. allows you to gracefully exit that relationship mm-hmm. While hopefully, you know, maintaining some sort of professional courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the onboarding and then the offboarding process is the whole, everything inside of your contract. Even your sales process, really involving that contract in there gives that guidance and the, even a little bit of positioning what you're, what you are doing, what you're not doing right at the beginning. Yeah. That's cool. And then the number one thing, and I've done this as an attorney, as a contracts attorney, (laughs) not abiding by your own contract. (laughs) Because then it's a, well... You know, the they're having problems because of gargantuous list of life mm-hmm. issues. So you know they're paying late or they're not paying. Let's give them a little bit more time. If you're not getting paid, Oof. you're not getting paid. Yeah, slippery slope. It is, and that's uh, if you have it in your contract to terminate, and you're not doing that at that point. The answer to the problem is the nearest mirror. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's your own. Yeah. yeah. That requires me to take ownership of my mistakes. That's not. I, I know. I know. How was I supposed to know that my actions had consequences? <laughs> I think that they taught us that in elementary school. <laughs> oh, speak for yourself. Um, so, well, then let, let's do this then. Let's bring it back specifically to Liz's question. Yeah. So, when it comes to her contracts, we can let's answer her question yeah. specifically, and then let's kind of extrapolate, mm-hmm. expand that across other businesses, other yeah. industries. How can she make sure that she's actually getting paid for her services? The, in my world, the only way we do it is that we maintain ownership rights until yeah. someone pays their invoice. Yeah. If you don't want to pay it, that's fine, but that means I own everything that we just created yep. until you finish it. But she runs a health and wellness business, which is a different story. Yeah, and that is that is where payment terms are king. Because you want those payment, you want that payment upfront. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're meeting four times a month, you want payment at the beginning of the month for those four visits, mm-hmm. and you want to not complete those four visits if they have not paid. Yeah. Um, 
you ideally you want a payment processor that's going to do an automatic payment mm -hmm. because the easiest way to get paid is to make it easy. Yeah. <laughs> like Don't the, make them think about it. Easy yeah. buying. Yeah. Yeah. That's if the more you can automate mm -hmm. and make it easy for your client, more likely it is they're going to do it. Um, but then, you know, going back to the payment terms, you're mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna want some recourse in it. You're gonna want to have it very clear in there that you're not going to uh, complete the services. That you're going to have a uh, late payment penalty. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not doing the automatic payments, have a specific payment authorization form in there with a credit card so that you can automatically charge them. Uh -huh. um, and that is something you do have to work out with your payment servicers. Some mm -hmm. payment servicers have very specific roles on it. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and, you, and also, you're going to want to make sure that you've got good data integrity and a, mm -hmm. and a data protection plan because you if you you get hacked, that's not something I'm going to get into here, but that's yeah. a whole other problem. Okay. Yeah, um, that's actually perfect because we're, I think, uh, in two or three weeks, later this month, we're supposed to talk to... Uh, Brooks IT services about cybersecurity piece. That's very relevant. Hmm. Yeah. So you're gonna if you're if you're retaining payment information, you've got to protect it. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing is sit down. Sit down with your contracts. Ideally, sit down with a business attorney. Mm -hmm. A lot of business attorneys will give you thirty minutes for free. Mm -hmm. They won't rewrite your contract during that time, but they'll review it and they will tell you, hey, these are where we've got problems. At least poke holes in it. Yeah. Right? And that knowing the problem is half of finding the answer mm -hmm. and you know, look through it, have someone that you know and trust, look at your contract, ask them questions about, Hey, what, what do you think? What do you think I'm providing here? And that's a way to do a mini contract audit without engaging an attorney. Mm -hmm. But the best way to really make sure that you're protected is to see a business attorney for a contract audit. A lot of them either aren't, aren't charging or they're mm -hmm. doing it for free. I mean, it's, what an amazing idea. I didn't think about that. Ask your clients what you think is included in your service and let them prove yeah. you wrong. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. then what better way to increase transparency than to mm -hmm. ask? That's really great. That and, is really good. Yeah. Now, that's super interesting. Yeah. I think uh, we could probably talk for a lot longer today on just <laughs> all, all these different points with contracts. And contracts are my jam. I yeah. love contracts more than, <laughs> more than a reasonable person would. You're the person that loves contracts. <laughs> I there am. You know. well, we, we should all love contracts now. Someone, okay. Someone has yeah. to be it because God knows it's not me and I'm over here sweating reconsidering <laughs> every contract I have outstanding right now. So now I'm, now I'm both uh, excited and nervous. <laughs> Simultaneously, so thanks Heather for the anxiety. I appreciate that. <laughs> it, it does seem it makes a lot more sense, like building it into the process, like you were saying. I love yeah. Well, really and do. you know, from your what you do, building that into your intake process, mm -hmm. and, like coaching oh, yeah. people on that. That's, yep. That's huge. No, with an intangible service. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. Well, cool. Hey, so there's one thing that we like to do in the show as a little bit of a tradition, yes. which is ask this one question uh, to each guest, um, and it's. The entrepreneur dilemma is what Greg named it. I don't know if he's. <laughs> that's yeah. not a Greg Miller original. We don't have a trademark but on that. So that's a different. Uh, that's a different uh, yeah. uh, topic, right? But yeah, it is out of these, you know, five keys um, that are friends, family, health, fitness, sleep, and a successful business. Um, entrepreneurs can really only have three of these at any one time, kind of idea. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'd really like to know what are your top three out of that list. And why? A successful business, mm -hmm. uh, which I, I clearly prioritize. <laughs> uh, my family and health and fitness, because 
having a successful business doesn't matter if my family isn't happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family is not just, you know, my, you know, my nieces who are wonderful uh, little humans, but also, you know, my chosen family who are the people that I interact with mm. every day and I would move mountains for. Uh, I also can't do any of that if I'm not prioritizing my own health and fitness because you can't pour from an empty pot. Yeah. And that's... Uh, and that includes mental health too. That's a yes. huge part of it. Yeah, no, that's... It's very undervalued. You know, taking that taking that time away, making sure that, especially now as things are getting a little bit more normal, getting out of the house, getting even like going and having coffee at a park. That's been delightful. Mm. Um, and it's the little things. Yeah, it, it is the little things. And prioritizing those things really makes it easier to have that work-life balance, which is so, so difficult for a business owner. You're, uh, you're speaking my language, <laughs> or I guess I should say preaching, preaching the choir here. <laughs> but so before we wrap things up today, so Heather, where can people find you or follow you online? What do you, how would you prefer to be contacted and where should they find you? Um, the easiest way to contact me is through my email, uh, okay. which is heather at carsonlawplc.com. Can you tell them one more time just to make sure? <laughs> yeah, heather at carsonlawplc.com. Perfect. Uh, and the my Instagram page is... Uh, Carson Law PLC as well. And that links directly to everything. Perfect. Cool. So if you have a question that you'd like answered, again, make sure to call our question line at 832-377-7998 and leave a voicemail with your question. Um, last but not least, this podcast is only made possible by our absolutely phenomenal referral team, First Class Referrals. We meet every Wednesday at 7.30 a.m. via Zoom. If you're looking to grow your business and if you like referrals, register to visit our next meeting at firstclassreferrals.com. That's firstclassreferrals.com. Until next week, remember to subscribe for new episode notifications and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for today. I'm Greg Mellon. And I'm Andrew Buckman. You are now free to move about the cabin. (laughs) 